to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total Protonic Reversal. Protonic Reversal. Protonic Reversal with Conan Neutron and Josh Davis. Broadcasting from a secret underground lair in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. A gigantic middle finger to everything that is rock about music, rock and roll, and cover power. The thing is, though, if you don't laugh, you're going to go on a killing spree with sharp and nails. Confidence of a hero or a fool. I wasn't exactly certain which. Could not be more professional. It's It means something. It means something. You know, that's my take. What's yours? Protonic Riversall. That's like a science thing, right? Indeed, 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 indeed. It's a science thing. It's a science place. Uh, welcome, one and all, to the one and only, the home of the Protonic Reversal. <laughs> I changed my work on your timing, Akron. I know, yeah. Jesus, <laughs> it's 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 called dramatic effect, Josh. Hello, <laughs> it's called stagecraft, sir. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got the, I got to pull that one on tour. I don't remember who the fuck it was. It doesn't even matter. But I was, I was like, it's called stagecraft, and I whoever it was like busted up laughing because <laughs> I was literally just like taking too long doing whatever I was doing. It's because it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's amazing. I know. Uh, of course, as amazing as that story is, we are here with a returning guest, Johnny Angling. Yeah. Yeah. How are you, sir? So clap. Hi. How are you? Episode fifty-one was the last time that you were on, and that was a while ago. You know what? I, what I should have done. That was sixty episodes ago. It was yes. And Holy I, shit. I should have looked at uh, what what the date of that was. Oh. And I did not do that, which is a fantastic story, truly one for the ages. But I will go and say it's a long time ago. Do you remember when that was? I remember it's still it was still at Radio Valencia. It was pre Radio Nope, so it's over yeah. three years, right? Was it pre Radio Nope? Are you sure? It was either. I think it was when this first started. Fifty fifty one. I'm going to have to get, get our fact checkers on that because I'm not entirely Producers. Certain. Producers. <laughs> Come on. God, if only. They're dead. <laughs> you know how much easier episode 100 would have been? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, and like you, you and uh, uh, Jeff Moody are the only people that like get that. Yeah. But like, oh, my God. The level of, a, of panic. Why don't you tell our, tell our guest and our audience about the episode? So we had what? Uh, Ten people? Something like that. Some, Ten or twelve people yeah. for like ten-minute segments each throughout the whole. Oh yeah, I remember that. The whole episode, and so Conan was just like coordinating, trying to make sure everybody was on the line or on the wrong, you know, the right Nightmare. time. Tom Hazelmeyer lost his phone under the couch or something. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Valentin and Josh Newton from Shiner both changed phone numbers and forgot to tell me. <laughs> nice. There you go. Uh, Albini never picked up. Yeah. <laughs> He yeah, was supposed was, to be on, and he never picked up. He was, yeah. he was, the la- oh, he was supposed man. to be the last guest, and he was recording. He was working in the studio. And yep. I, didn't, didn't Whatever record that is better be fucking good. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, better be one hell of a record if it blow me <laughs> up, you son of a bitch. New Foo Fighters record. Love you, Steve. Can't uh, wait geez. to have you on again. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah so that was a... Uh... That was a thing that happened. Um, <laughs> that was episode 100. That was. And this is 121. I don't know. Something like something that. Right? So what? Two years? Three years. Did I, did, did I do it right that. before I moved? Must have. Yeah. Yeah, real close. Well, did, I, I think, think the first volume, of course, uh, John England, World Underground, uh, 
World Underground's on uh, Facebook, Twitter. There's like you you like kind of like a dropped a vowel or two to not have a really yep. long username. Yeah, can't remember what it is off the top of my head. Twitter is the it's World Underground without basically the O in World mm-hmm. and the O in uh, the both the O's in uh, actually underground. yeah. <laughs> No O in ground and no O in world. Right. Okay. Mm. But the U's still there. And the E's still there. The U's still there. There's no E. So, yeah. It doesn't matter. Nobody's following <laughs> me on Twitter. <laughs> I followed you earlier. I've, I've, I've been, I followed this project for, uh, uh, since be previous to the inception, I didn't actually realize you had a Twitter handle. So I mean, Twitter. Twitter's in your face, Yingling. Welcome back to America, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Wow. <laughs> Getting confrontational this early. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> By the way, it's wonderful to have you back. Uh, thanks so much for being on the show. We really appreciate having you back in the U.S. And, uh, it's, and, and it's, it's amazing that we've it worked out that we get to do this in person. It's so yeah, ridiculous. It's like, awesome. what is that, two days that your uh, <laughs> your people dropped out? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who was it supposed to be? Someone uh, way cooler than me? We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't talk about such things. <laughs> uh. Except with Steve, because he can take it. Well, yeah. <laughs> 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 I like I'd like to keep them being guests in the in the future, if you know what I mean. Your your last guest was Juno forty four, dude? Mm-hmm. Yep. Did you, you see from, them? Uh, Juno forty four? No, didn't see them because the shows were in Oh Europe. yeah, there was Italy. in Europe with Uzeda. <laughs> yeah. Shit. I would I'm, have loved I'm, to be there. I'm no James Sullivan. I can't uh, hop on a plane and get out to the to the shows. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. That guy is a uh, great lineup though. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Ridiculous. They, they gave me like touch and go twenty fifth vibes. Yeah, good times. Yeah, sounds great. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> so it's great for anyway. people that are <laughs> whatever. Yeah, hey. so, sounds like a great thing I didn't get to go to. It's awesome. Uh, but for people that maybe did not hear episode fifty one or don't follow the world underground, this is a <clears throat> increasingly uh, ornate series of punk rock DIY docs uh, for like punk rock in, in Asia. Uh, ostensibly punk rock DIY scenes in general, but with a predominant focus on Asia, which is sort of underrepresented. Yeah. Not sort of, it's definitely underrepresented <laughs> in the right. punk rock documentary <laughs> world. I'm trying. <laughs> I can think of yours and that's it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I do you think it's a fair, is that a fair assessment? I would say, yeah. I mean, I, I haven't seen much since mine came out. Um, I don't know. I, I still can't believe that this is really a thing that happened. I mean, episode one was one thing, but, you know, actually moving to China. I feel like I should tell the story of Sean Hanlon. Uh, Sean Hanlon was in a band called Hate Fuck, which many people know most people hate really (laughs) bad. Um, Hate Fuck and, damn, I'm forgetting the the other one. but yeah, he's he's been around. But well, if you're uh, in a band called Hate Fuck, you don't really need to be in another band because everyone will definitely remember that you're in a band. Well, the the original <laughs> catalyst to me moving to China was uh, I had gone back a year later to screen a rough cut of episode one, and I I wanted to book a show. I was actually suggested like to book a show by. Uh, one of the owners of a venue called Yugong Yishan in Beijing. She mm. hit me up and okay. she was like, you should, you should try to book a show. So I hit up four bands, uh, Dieters, who were a very short-lived kind of spastic dead boy style punk rock band. Mm-hmm. Um, Subs, who I love, one mm-hmm. of the oldest bands in Beijing alongside PK-14 and Car Sick Cars and Hedgehog. Choi Wan, this kind of psych, 
uh, experimental band, and Stolen from Chengdu. I I hit up all four of them and said, hey, I want to have a show, you know, expecting maybe like one or two of them to say yes. Yeah. And they all said yes in like a day. Fantastic. So, yeah, we did it. And then. So were you like ever the uh, moment? And what I should have is listen back to the episode to realize what I asked you the first time. But you're like, oh, crap, I got to do this now. (laughs) Or were you like just super stoked on it? I mean, it, it, it didn't really matter. I mean. You know, I never expected any of this to be real. So anything that anybody asked me to do, I was like, yep, I'll do that. Whatever. <laughs> and just kind of rolled the dice. Um, so we had the show. Uh, 250 people came, which nice. was amazing. Yeah. And in the interim of that happening, Andy Junk from Milwaukee's own Holy Shit yes. hit me up and he said, hey, uh, you remember when you were going to shows in, in the blank house in Green Bay? <laughs> well, there's this guy, Sean Hanlon, and you guys aren't friends but you were definitely at the same shows like 17 years ago in my house but he's living in china he wants to come and meet you and have a beer Mm -hmm. so he came down and he bought a beer for me and told me basically you should come and work in china like i'm in the wisconsin of china it's near (laughs) russia (laughs) the wisconsin of china it's super cold and shitty you know (laughs) the air is terrible for like six months out of the year and i I didn't even consider it an option. I was like, man, I can't, like, you know, the classic, like, who, how could I ever do that? And I went back to America and immediately was like, all right, this kind of sucks. I'm not into this anymore. So <laughs> I hit him up and I, that's when Indonesia started to form. So I kind of, I took that as uh, sort of a sign to go back, spend three months in Indonesia you know, try to make a film out of that. And then I just uh, went back to Korea and Japan and I filmed a little bit more for episode two mm-hmm. and then bounced over to Harbin and stayed there for what was supposed to be like a year turned into three years. <laughs> but yeah, I got a, I got a lot done. I mean, there were, there wasn't a lot going on. There's, there's no scene there. There's no art, you know, it's, it's pretty dead, but you know, Sean and I did our best to have a show, you know, summer, we would have a show like once a month. It would be, his band and uh there's some shitty metal bands and like a, a <laughs> russian cover band that plays like three of their own songs oh and, wow <laughs> but you know what are you supposed to do just getting some yeah going. i mean it, it's also but is there but is there like a greater sort of like brotherhood or sort of like we're in this together kind of spirit about it in harbin yeah I mean, no. There's, there's <laughs> nothing. There's yeah. nothing there. Like Fair. Sean, Sean and I, I appreciate the candor. Yeah. Sean and I were literally the only people who were like, like, and Sean's band, uh, DJ and a guy named Mark. Okay, you know, they've they've been in a band together for a really long time, and it was just us. Like, yeah. we did right. what we could, and you know, there's there's not much that you can work with with two metal bands and a Russian cover band. And you if know, that's your, no, that's, that's I'd your say whole that's, scene. I'd say that's a there. pretty much a yeah. universal truth. Yeah. Oh, nobody, nobody tours through. No. Okay. I mean, even Dalian, which has some of the f- most famous band, like two, the two or three bands that are in Dalian are super big. Okay. One of them is named Wang Wen. They're they're like a post rock band. They'll okay. go play Beijing and they'll sell out in like two days. Mm. But nobody goes to Dalian either. <laughs> you know, maybe uh, maybe they'll get like four or five tours a year. Okay. Mm-hmm. But when you compare that with like even Sichuan province, which realistically is kind of out there in like the, the Southwest near Tibet. Mm. I mean, they're getting shows once a week. Huh? So 
Yeah, it's it was kind of it was kind of dark. Is there like why 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 is that? Is it just kind of because just... Harbin is seriously in Siberia? Okay, like it's it's just super so remote, far that... northeast. Gotcha. I mean, even there's a couple there's a couple cities near Beijing, closer to Beijing. One's called Shenyang. Uh, a guy Benjamin, he actually owns uh, Roz Talks in Rock Island, Illinois. Okay. Uh, he had a spot in Guangzhou in South China, and he just opened up a bar in Shenyang. Oh wow! So he's trying to make stuff happen there, but man, it's it's hard in the north. Like yeah. nobody nobody wants to come, you know, in an eight hour train ride to make no money because sure. because the the <laughs> venues, done more for less, sir. <laughs> I mean the the venues there, you know, they don't even know what a bar split is. It's like we we took two and a half years to finally get someone to agree to a bar split. Oh man. And then high person basically told me, all right, we, we want to come and play. We're, you know, we don't want a fee, just pay for our flights and pay for our hotel. And we couldn't even do that realistically. <laughs> Cause the yeah. guy, the guy wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't charge a ticket. So that means like a donation bucket, which Chinese yeah. people are going to be like, what the fuck is this? I yeah. This we all know free. where that goes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. So is it just is it do you think it's because they just don't have that many touring bands come through they they just don't like yeah, it's not like culturally it's not as much of a thing as it is right yeah white, there's, there's, white privilege there's no there's no example America. there's no example there okay. and just honestly nobody nobody gives a shit yeah um thankfully though China has I mean, China has like 12 really good music scenes I mean Beijing, Shanghai, Wuhan, Chengdu, Guangzhou. There's a very big network, and every year you're seeing more and more live houses in random spots. Okay. Like with PK14, I went with them last summer. They played a relatively small city of, you know, six million people <laughs> nestled between Hong Kong. Oh, yeah. A village, really, Coastal some might say. Yeah. <laughs> village of six million. It, but it's, you know, this small city nestled between Shenzhen and Hong Kong, which is like 120 kilometers. Okay. You know, it's it's nothing. But there was, you know, 75 people there. Nice. And it, that's a really good turnout for, you know. For something who's, that's who's not. Who's playing Dongguan China? Like, yeah. I've never heard of anybody playing there. Yeah, I so, mean, for happening. me, the aspect of it, and, and again, <clears throat> I truly loathe repeating myself so we may have talked about it three years ago but this it, it seems like the appeal would be like the adventure aspect of it right the fact that you're you're basically like hey Absolutely. everybody you want to get off the, the, the door circuit yeah <laughs> boy am i got a place a for you <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, but like 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 it i mean being immersed in the culture and in a situation where these are kids that they're they're not going to be like oh it's friday do i go to this show that show or this show it's like these kids may have Never seen a touring band, period. Right? I mean, is that is that accurate? Or, like, not in a while? I mean, the cool thing about China is in Beijing, in Shanghai, and sometimes even in Chengdu, there are multiple shows to pick from every night. Really? Which okay. Is, which is cool. Like, but, Beijing, but, especially. Beijing's scene is, is huge. And even, even in the last few years, as some of the venues have sort of waned off or they've closed due to construction, I mean, you still have multiple options. You know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, which is great. Cool. So, I mean, if you're talking like percentage of the population of Chinese kids that are into this stuff, it's probably like two percent. Mm. So, sure, know, it's, sure, it's it's, it's going to get real in the next like five or ten yeah. years, hopefully. But on the flip side, you know, I I have some friends that they really 
don't have a lot of hope in the future. It's like, man, we're all so tired. Like we have no time. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, which are, which are typical DIY problems, but yeah, when, when the, <laughs> the stakes are a little bit different, when you're like, oh, I'm the only person that throws these kinds of shows in this area, right? Or yeah. like. You know, or maybe one would throw shows at all for the more remote locations, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. Some some cities, you know, they have one venue and that's it. Yeah. And tours come through, and you know, it it seems pretty profitable. But I I don't even know the logistics of the the smaller cities and what they're making. I mean, yeah. I think they make more money off booze than the band. Yeah. But yeah. probably Cause, yeah. Because tickets are tickets are decently priced. So. Yeah. Hmm. 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 the the thing that got me about the first one was even though it took place in in modern times it almost seemed like a lot of the the folks that that you were following around could have been from like a punk rock doc in like 82 or something (laughs) is as far as just like kind of enthusiasm and that kind of like brave new world sort of like aspect of it where it wasn't like oh yeah these lands have been settled and right I mean, <laughs> that, erected. Yeah. that time that I did that, that honestly, in hindsight, I mean, you know, it's always 2020, but that was actually a really special time in the Chinese music scene, I think. I mean, PK-14, they've been around a really, been around a really long time. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They recorded with Steve at Electrical. Yeah. And that, that record, 1984, that was the record they were touring on, was the right. one recorded by Albini. Yeah. So... That was pretty. That was pretty intense, and you know, some lightning in a bottle aspects like the Dieters. You know, that band was amazing in yeah. in the form where they had Poppy on drums and uh, my buddy Francis. You know, they played. I think they played like eighty shows in two years, mm. and then they just broke up. <laughs> they went to Japan, and actually, like two weeks after I screened, they they played that show at Yugong Yishan, mm-hmm. and then they played yeah. Japan, and then they broke up. Jeez. So it was like, <laughs> I filmed them, and then they played a couple shows, and then they were gone. It. So, wow. yeah, it's it was interesting. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I uh, The Asia aspect and the adventure aspect, as you brought up, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've honestly wanted to do way more, but I kind of had to I kind of had to chill out in Harbin and get rid of debt and finish a degree well, so sure. I can yeah. set myself up long term. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and, and it's also, I mean, let's be clear. It's a one man show. Like, and even with like the deeply embedded aspects of it, like it isn't yeah. like you have a team of people doing this. It's right. like, you have like a, <laughs> like a bunch of vice news interns running around after you, yeah, you know, like it, sure. it's, it's a different scale and scope. Again, the only reason like, and I actually loathe when I bring up <laughs> like when it's, the show gets self-referential, I bring up the hundredth episode is like, that would have been something big to achieve for people with a team. Right. But when it's like one dude doing all of it, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. Maybe cut him some so slack if he starts, you know, freaking out a little. <laughs> I I have been pretty lazy too. I mean, I you know, the winter the winter in Harbin, it was like negative 30 degrees for 6 months. Wow. Oh, Jesus. And, and you just can't go outside. Yeah. So like Sean and I would do beer walks in in the summer and then in the winter you you just have to take a taxi somewhere. Because yeah. like yeah. 5 minutes, 5 minutes outside yeah. and you're just done. Oh my like, god! You got to document hypothermia next. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was <laughs> Ain't talking about a metal band. I mean, the aspect <laughs> of like uh, doing it by myself. I mean, I, I got a guy, Derek Blackburn. He's actually a PRF guy. Mm-hmm. He's he's on the forums and in the the Facebook group and stuff. He's mm-hmm. uh, episode two has been done for a while. He is finishing the sound 
Okay, um, that's oh cool. Yeah, the editing's been done for like seven months. I, I was gonna say because it, it, there's been there's been quite the gap. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it it I, I should have been these out. Stay time, but I, I mean, in a perfect world, I would have uh, I would have banged out the editing for that before Indonesia, the first trip to Indonesia. Mm-hmm. But you know, it just it just didn't work out that way. Yeah. So, I mean, I I I just kind of have to accept it, but. That's that's honestly a main catalyst to why I just quit my job right. and I'm moving to Indonesia. Mm. So yeah, I love doing the long ones, but they take so it's a lot. Long. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a lot of effort, a lot of time, and then, but then so so then what I would ask, and may not have the answer to this question yet. What I would ask is, are the shorter the shorter bursts kind of given the same credence and deference as, as the longer movies. Cause I, cause I feel like from a, uh, from a perspective of music that although you can put out a record, people will still only pay attention to like eh, three, maybe four <laughs> songs. Right. right. But it has to like be a full length recording to get the level of attention for like press right. radio, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. That is, will not get you the same kind of thing if it's uh, like an EP. Right. No, for whatever reason, and that's a weird thing because people still aren't listening to it. Right. Like, so it's like you can put, a, oh, I'm only about the, the amount of music you would actually listen to. Cool, we won't pay attention to it. <laughs> right, we'll but, see. But this I mean, happens with bigger bands. This happens like across the board. So I, I wonder if that is the case with like sh- the shorter, like I guess mini docs. I don't know what's what's the term for what's an EP for a documentary. It's just a shorter form dispatch. Yeah, shorter. I'm I'm, I'm calling it a dispatch series, sure. but yeah, uh, you know, time will tell. I guess. I mean, there's there's a lot of I think there's a like, lot. Is of there benefits. a precedent for it? I mean, I'm trying I'm trying to think of like other than just these little like well, that's what ten I used minute to little do. things that that's, pop up. Right? That's what I used to do in Chicago. Like I started uh, a website called Gonzo Chicago, and I was doing right. like yeah, yeah. ten to twenty minute kind of super crude like white title on a black background on <laughs> Windows Movie Maker <laughs> type shit, and you know that was that was ridiculous. But I loved to do it. So now that I'm I think five times better at editing. Sure. Um, I think it should be really great. And I, I have a good plan. You know, I, I 2015, by the, the way, is when it was the first one. The first dispatch series is done. That was with uh, the four tracks that I gave you mm-hmm. yep. uh, aside from Hedgehog, uh, Dirty Fingers. They're from Shanghai. Lonely Leary from Beijing. Uh, Girl Gang is an Indonesian band I gave you. I saw them twice in the last month. Um, who's the last band? But yeah, it was it was great. I went on tour with four bands from China, um, three shows mm-hmm. per band. So I'm gonna take one song from each band. I'm gonna cut together three separate angles from each thing, right from on. each show. Okay. And yeah, I I think I'm going to try to move away from the traditional interview based documentary. Uh, it might be terrible or it might be <laughs> genius. I'm not really sure. But, you know, I, I have to mess around with form because I don't ever want to get bored. If right. I get bored, oh, then for it's, sure. it's going to be shitty. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. But yeah, I suppose if you're moving away from the in, like, yeah, the one-on-one interview or like the sit-down interview kind of thing, it's sort of going to depend on where you're at and what you can capture, I suppose. I honestly, I just, I've always hated that type of shit. Yeah. Like, Traditional documentaries, I don't know. I can't watch like 75% of them. <laughs> I like fall asleep immediately. It's like it's always the same shit. Even rock and roll documentaries, you know, yeah. it, it loads up and it's got like, you know, Dave Grohl as the talking head. Like, 
oh man, like Devo was the best man of all time, and like boom, 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 and then right. cut to like five seconds. But it of wasn't song. always like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like back in the eighties, fading on grainy eight millimeter film footage, and like, like I don't, I don't think I've seen a documentary. You were odd boys. I don't, <laughs> I honestly don't think I've seen a documentary on anything from the last five years. Yeah, like ever. I don't know. Maybe uh, I know Foo Fighters did that that Sonic Highways thing or whatever. <laughs> but like, what? Which what is great, else? except for the music of the Foo Fighters. Well, oh the the uh, <laughs> the, the girl from Shellshag, Jen. Uh, she did a slit. She helped do that slit. Oh, cool! Oh, I've been wanting yeah. to see that. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. But yeah, I, I can't think of too many. Obviously, the Brainiac documentary is coming out. That's yes. gonna be cool. Yep. So I don't know. I'm gonna mess around with form. I mean, I. I also went back on tour with PK-14 last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a new record coming out this year, but uh, they toured last year for some reason and only played new songs. So I went to oh, okay. I doing went the, to 12, 12 shows, filmed 12 shows of their 16-city tour. Oh, man. All right. And there's going to be no interviews in that. I'm going to try to make it like an hour. Of and just music? Or, or yeah. It's going to be music. Sign language? I don't know. It's I don't know what you got going on. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be music. It's going to be B-roll. But the thing is, it rained all day, every day on oh, that man. tour. So <laughs> I am I think I'm going to kind of bring in like a elemental type of thing. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. there's going to be a song, you know, 11 different angles of maybe six or seven songs. Which wow. Is, okay. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And then as it pans out, I think I'm going to make like the clapping turn into rain and uh, load into that. load into B-roll from there. And, you okay. know, I think there might be maybe 30 or 40 words spoken in the entire film. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. If well, I if I can make that good, let's listen back. <laughs> on, uh, when you when you hit episode 200, I'll, I'll fly down <laughs> and we can watch that. And if it's if it's super shitty, then it's super shitty. There but I think I'll get a sound drop that says sounds artsy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 then we get like with a slide whistle. Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds artsy. But um, you know, I'm I'm for that. Well, yeah, I'm but artsy. Yeah. And well, I vote. Yeah. Um, but in that, I mean, in that in that kind of case, like, is there a delineation really between like documentary and like concert film kind of thing? I guess uh, we'll yeah. see because that kind of that feels kind of like more like that to me, like documenting particularly the music. And the, but yeah, in a way that like it's still documentary, obviously. But you know what I mean. Like the right, concert films a, only seem to, ha- uh, to occur for like legacy acts. No, yeah, it it's like a James like, Taylor, I mean, like one, three camera, you know, show at like uh, Madison well, Square Garden. Or maybe whatever. now, but like think yeah. about like Stop Making Sense. That was at like the oh, peak true. of that's Talking true. Heads career. Yeah. yeah. And that was a big thing. For, like that actually were like kind of cemented where they were. So there's stuff like that. I'm pretty it's inspired by by Instrument, the Fugazi DVD. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Yeah. Which yes. that doesn't have a whole lot of talking. That's not like an interview doc. No, actually you know, you're you, right. You got you there's got some vignettes maybe, and moments and, yeah, but you there's get, like, you got like just them five clips like that joking the, around with each other. The awkward looking lady on her couch, you know, mm-hmm. in like the the school studio right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, we'll we'll see. I don't know. I I have something in my head, and you know, it's always interesting if you can actually put it on on display. So, yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of putting things on display, uh, what do you want to play for us here, John? What do you, What do you want to? Why don't you Why don't you go down the line on your uh, right. your email? I forgot which one was first. So, uh, Hyperson. Hipperson. Hyperson. 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 High person. Like high person. Yeah. Talk about weed. That's right. <laughs> is it okay? This is <laughs> <laughs> this is their That's new okay. record. It just came out uh, two months ago. This this they, is called. Uh, they were in the first film, and they were very you know like uh, 
kind of oh, yeah. soft harmonic. They've they've yeah. kind of they've kind of did a 180 on us. And okay. yeah, this okay. is this yeah, is the I, final track of their say, new record. I think I, I thought I remember this band. I, yep. thought, I, thought, I thought I remember the name, but it's been a while since I've seen the doc. Like I've, I've seen it twice, but those were both like at least you know, two and a half years ago. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is football game. <laughs> Thank you. 
That was a football game off of uh, she come back. She came back from the square by High Person, which is uh, that's that's an, definitely a little more um, a little different than than the, in the, in the documentary. Yeah, They're taking a very different, different rambunctious. Different track, they bit. they one eighted. In fact, I saw them uh, last year in Beijing for the first time in geez, like four years, and they didn't play a single song that I knew. And they played for like an hour. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. I was, I was Sounds really, exhausting. I was really drunk. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's really, <laughs> is this the I, right band? <laughs> I was so proud of them. Like, that's a really bold move. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you yeah, know, sure. like people love that first record. Like they, they have like a cult following kind of from that. And they mm-hmm. just, they were just like, fuck that. We're not playing any of that anymore. And now, uh, the last tour last month, they, they kind of worked in like, Three or four of the okay. old ones, okay. which is yeah, perfect. Yeah. It's like a perfect mix. Nice. So yeah, that I mean, but that first you like they played Yugong Yishan, which is uh, I think like eight fifty capacity, mm-hmm. pretty pretty big venue in mm. Beijing, and it was um maybe Mars's tenth anniversary party, and they were just like, yeah, fuck you, we're not playing anything you know. <laughs> like that's amazing. <laughs> that was that was really I love that. That was really ballsy. Like I wasn't even yeah, mad. No kidding. I wasn't even mad. I was just like, all right, you got that. That's like yeah, mad that's bonus points. <laughs> that that's some uh, fu energy that you can uh, yeah trade off of for a while. It's there, it's weird there. how bold a move that is, though. Even considering just like like we were saying, like Husker Du and things like that, where like you'd be mm-hmm. doing you pl- be playing the record on the road, and now it's just like, uh, huh? We yeah. don't know that. And then and then like. Wh- yeah, and if it's a record that's not out yet, then everyone will just YouTube it, and then like, yep, right. Great. The definitive version is now some version where like you know the bass player's mic wasn't turned on or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. I fucking hate that. By the yeah. way, like that that shit drives me crazy. It's like just be in the moment for once in a while. Yeah. Christ, you don't yep. have to like video everything on your crappy like portrait style camera phone. And you're not even gonna watch that. Right. Nobody else. For nobody it. else right. is gonna watch that shit. There's like three people I can think of that actually take good live video yeah. with a phone, and like yeah. none Although, of them are posting. The weird thing is, you never know, and I think it's gonna like echo back around because every once in a while I'll run across. What did I run across? There's somebody that uh, shot a whole uh, like movie. Must, it must have been like a VHS camera or something like, but a whole Jonathan Fire Eater show, and oh. it's just like, oh, ten years later, right. yeah, that fucking is yeah. Right. Wow. So like, some of that's gonna like bubble back up. True, you know, but I think that type of stuff still looks better than a phone. Oh, t- t- absolutely. Even though you know, in the daylight, phones can take good video, but yeah. man, but it's a like, real fucking camera. Like the, it's got lenses, yeah, right? Like the neon, yeah, the like whole like got neon and such. Yeah, neon lighting <laughs> right. does not shine through on like phone photos. Right. It's like you look at Instagram, you're like, what is that even? I can't even <laughs> tell. Is that a person? Uh, what is this? Is that a solar event? What's happening? <laughs> I mean, exactly. uh, I I try like not to. Singularity open up behind you. I try not to do it, but you know, and even then, I I take so much live video now on the road and stuff, yeah. and I delete probably eighty percent of it. Yeah. yeah. Only if, uh, I mean, it always usually sounds pretty good, um, but only if it looks, uh more than passable yeah but even then you know it's it's just garbage i don't know i try not to do it but sometimes i get really <laughs> excited and then like uh the the last song you'll play probably girl gang from indonesia like i threw that up i expected maybe like five people to watch it yeah and all of a sudden there, i woke up there's like nine shares and like 60 likes i was like okay i guess you're into that band like of all the crazy shit like you're gonna fall head over heels for like a uh, like 
pop rock band from Indonesia. Like, yeah. oh, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> you never That's know cool. what's gonna what's gonna pop for That's folks. That's true. Though. Yeah. So as far as size, scope, and scale, like I mean, when, I remember when we talked to you and you just were embarking. Uh, originally on this, it was sort of just like a let's kind of roll the dice on this and see how this <laughs> works out. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, it seems like you're, it's like changed your life in considerable ways since then, right? Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> if if you told me uh, when I was in Chicago that I'd be living in China, I would I would think you're insane. But, you know. And to be clear, you are not fluent. No. Not even, not even close. <laughs> I mean, I feel I feel shitty about that, honestly, yeah. because I I should be close. But I was going to school full time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was editing episode two. Um, it was it was difficult, you know. Uh, plus the winter, you know, you I didn't go out a lot. Like you just yeah, isolate, yeah. and half the time you Hard would to go pick out. Up conversational language <laughs> skills yeah. when you're staying in all the time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't learn as much as I would have liked, but it was pretty much, I had to make a choice, like either do shitty at school or learn Chinese. So I ended up getting like a 3.8 grade grade point average, which I would never suspect myself to do previously. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it, it went all right. I mean, I, I, I learned enough. It's, it's fine. And Honestly, so would you say it was good for your studies then? Like it helped your concentration, not having all the distractions. Oh of yeah, being nothing, able to, like, nothing going on. That's chop it up about the latest episode of uh, whatever the hell with somebody. Yeah, that's that's how I got everything done without failing miserably at yeah. my job, and you know, and I was working full time, which you know, teaching, uh, teaching English, uh, the 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 load is pretty low. I mean, twenty two hours a week. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, okay. bump bump it up to like. 25 or 26 with lesson planning and stuff but you know it was it was pretty light but in terms of you know people (coughs) hitting me up from other places i mean i've always had a laundry list of places that i've wanted to go but the thing is i've always been kind of strapped with debt uh ever since the days of chicago i've had like 10 grand in credit card debt that just never went away yeah i would chip away like two thing with interest yeah (laughs) i'd chip away like two thousand dollars worth and then like my car would break down or something ridiculous Mm -hmm, would happen mm -hmm. so that was a big catalyst to moving to china it's like all right i'm gonna just head down i'm gonna finish this this second film i'm gonna get this degree for like a long-term setup in asia and then i'm gonna get real so that's why i just quit my job (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh Indonesia is going to be uh the next a base the next next sort of you know the mothership volume yeah <laughs> but the thing is Jogjakarta uh for example the difference between Harbin in mm-hmm. northeast China and Jogjakarta I got into Jogjakarta the city that I I moved to and there was a show every day mm. for the first 7 days wow. that I was there and then I left and flew here <laughs> I went to a show. Oh I went to God. seven shows so what, in a row. So and what? what, what and what were? The, what was the? Uh, just for the listeners, what? What were the types of bands? Like what? What, what, what kind of bands were you seeing? All sorts of shit. Hardcore okay. bands, metal, grindcore, girl gang, which is like this kind of super uh, low key like pop rock band, uh-huh. uh, like bedroom pop. I don't even know what to call it. Uh, mm. Indonesia is amazing because there's this huge spectrum of stuff noise music you got the i actually have a jogja noise bombing t-shirt on right now they you have do, a yeah. they have a festival there um, is a uh, rooster 
on the on the front of it. That's yeah. one big cock. That was the year of the rooster <laughs> last year, 2018. Okay. Okay. 2017. <laughs> Timely. But, yeah, Indonesia is amazing. I mean, the plan was to always move there, but, you know, it just it just took a little bit longer than expected. Sure. So, it's fine. But it seems like a, a, a very good place to be for you right now. I mean, Indonesia has, Jesus, like f- at least five scenes where there's shows, you know, at least a couple of times a week. Mm-hmm. Jakarta. Uh, I was talking to Ruli from th- this band called Senyawa. Mm-hmm. They're... Um, they're spectacular, and I was like, so I, I was trying to decide between Bandung, which is like a mountain town mm. near Jakarta, like three hours by train, and Jogja, which is relatively small. I mean, you're talking three, four hundred thousand people. Okay. So yeah. compared to China, it's nothing. Yeah. But Jogja is an art city. Uh, there's street art everywhere, and you know, he tells me like, dude, there's gonna be a show like every day, and I was like. I I didn't know how to gauge, you know, when I was there I saw a lot, but right, you um, don't necessarily know things change, yeah, you know. Yeah, in exactly. Indonesia's <laughs> tough. Indonesia like, you know, there's no set venues and they're always changing. They'll have mm. a show in like a cafe and then the neighbors will complain and there's just like a, a mark on that place forever. <laughs> you know, the cops will come and bust it up and then they just can never have a show there. Yeah. But you know, AOA space, and uh, there's there's a couple places in Jogja that have been around a while, but it's not like China where you have, you know, School Bar, Yugong Ishan, where there's, you know, that's where the shows happen. Yeah. Like, Indonesia's not like that at all. It's very so fluid and... Like, to them being like DIY spaces, houses? Yeah, or? houses, cafes, parking garages. Mm. Just kind of wherever you can... Wherever, wherever they can do it, which so which is, and that's one of the things. And what I talked about last time you were on, not, not to interrupt, but uh, <coughs> is that that just kind of like we're gonna do this however we can with whatever we have aspect of things yep. uh, has a great appeal to me. And again, that's <coughs> why I kind of remind me of more halcyon days of before, you know, the idea of, of uh, bands touring being such like a, a monetized like oh it's festival season it's like right. this and that etc it's like no no we just want to have a show we want to have bands play yep yeah. and that's and uh, that's something that we're gonna work for for like months to make happen yeah and that's that's what they're doing like the the jug noise bombing kids uh Adit and indraminas like they work so hard you know they set up so many tours and so many local shows and uh the shows are like a dollar <laughs> One dollar, <laughs> like yeah. even in Jakarta, I saw a show. What's, what's, the, was, and what's the exchange rate just for? I mean, not that we want to get into a big currency I think discussion. It's, I think it's like ten thousand Indonesian rupiah to about ninety cents. Wow, or eighty cents. Okay. okay. So in Jakarta, you know, I went to this this big show in a really like decent sized bar, and there mm-hmm. was shitloads of kids there, and it was. 20,000 IDR. So that's like a dollar 75. <laughs> Literally. And that's Man. Jakarta. Yeah. Jakarta's yeah, yeah. cost of living is not cheap. You know, yeah. in Jogja, I mean, I, I always try to buy as much merch as possible because half the time you don't even pay for the show or like, you know, right, it's, right. or it's like 10,000 or something. And, you know, that's, but that's just how it is, hmm. you know. So unfortunately, it makes it sort of cost prohibitive if you're like booking a DIY yeah. tour too. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, if you're if you're gonna tour there, 
I always try to tell people it's sort of like Japan. Like you, you just you book the flights yourself, and you know you might sell some merch or whatever. Malaysia, you might make a a little bit more, but you know similar similar deal. So it's tough, but man, you'll never forget the experience, and that's kind of the thing. Yeah, yeah and that's that's well, and it's almost like the bands that go over there are almost cultural ambassadors in a way too. Yeah, <laughs> Indonesia like. The Jogja noise bombing kids put up with a whole lot of shit too. I can only imagine. I mean, but yeah, they're they're amazing. Those are the kids that uh, I I mean I, I don't know if you read the article, but they're running around with like the generator and oh, like yeah, yeah. doing noise music on the streets and stuff. And <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that. I'm I'm super excited to get back and and really dig in. Like I actually didn't. I I only took photos of those first seven shows, but every show I was like. I'm super bummed I'm not filming this. And then the next time I'm like, I'm super bummed I'm not filming this. But like I literally, I was so tired. Like I couldn't even hold up the video camera if I wanted to. Right, right. You know, I had to like, I had to basically like. You need to get one of those Google Glass uh, yeah. <laughs> things or something. Like you, is that even you, a thing anymore? I don't think it is. No, you just right. put a GoPro in your head. <laughs> I, 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 I got to buy a GoPro and I got to buy a drone. Those yeah. are like the two things that I really, really need right I now. I think you're going to say I got to buy a GoPro and I got to buy a head. As well. <laughs> Which I'm like, oh, <laughs> gotta you know, buy a head. If they talk to the right you person, know? you might be able to get a <laughs> good deal. Slightly used. I mean, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> see where the day takes us. <laughs> so, and as far as being, you know, as far as the, the makeup for the shows, I, I know that, like, uh, you know, when you had the, for the China episode, you know, there are a certain amount of expats and people that kind of work in the scene that come from America or, or, or whatnot. But for the most parts, it's indigenous folks. Like, have you found that to be the case in, in Indonesia as well? That there's a certain amount of people that are just like, fuck the U.S., I'm going to go hang out over here. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Indonesia, they do have a few people. Uh, there's a guy named Andrew. He's from Brisbane, Australia. He, uh, oh, damn, I'm going to space what the name. Oh, um, Leavings. His band is called Leavings. Okay. Um, He's there. He's in Jogja. Uh, he not only is in a band, he's kind of collaborating with the people there and sort of making new bands with mm-hmm. them. Uh, cool. But he's also documenting stuff. Um, I think <laughs> my my friend Mate said that he's got like 100 gigs of stuff filmed already, and he's only been there like two months. I oh, jeez. It's, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. <coughs> my My dates and amounts are probably off, but yeah. So he, he's got he's got like too much and i suspect <laughs> that'll be the case with me but honestly like i i want to get you know live recordings mixed i'm gonna yeah I, i'm gonna try to it write seems like you have an articulated vision for it, even if the visions kind of change over the years yeah for sure which i think is <laughs> i think that way lies sanity rather than insanity personally and also the idea that you know you're not gonna be able to get everything so don't try just yeah i can't straight on what you're trying to get for sure i can't i can't beat myself up over what hasn't been released and mm-hmm. you know it's just like any other filming project like 50 percent of it gets left behind yeah. Um, yeah but i think that is where the dispatch series is going to shine because i'm going to film my plan is to use jogja as an editing base i'm going to okay. leave for instance uh August, there's a Korean band called Drinking Boys and Girls Choir. Mm-hmm. I saw them uh, three or four years ago in their home city of Daegu. Uh, they're going to do five or six dates with a Bandung band. I'm going to go film that. I'm going to go back to Jogja, spend mm-hmm. two or three weeks editing it, put it out. 
September, uh, Generacion Suicida from Los Angeles. Conan doesn't know that band, even though he's an LA guy. I'm not an LA <laughs> guy. I'm a, I'm a Bay Area guy. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like six True. hours away, dude. Right, right. <laughs> right. California guy. It's, but, it's, it's a state that I know, takes I know. up two-thirds of the West Coast. <laughs> it is the fifth largest economy in San the world. San Francisco. No, if you stay if you stay at my old place, you cannot be on the prices right the same day. I'm sorry. <laughs> Real question, somebody Damn. asked. But yeah, they're, they're going to tour. Uh, oh, you, you cannot do that, no. They're going to tour Malaysia and Indonesia. I'm going to film that. I'm going to go back to Jogja, nice. edit it, put it out. October, Shanghai's Dirty Fingers are going to play. Uh... I think they're going to do five shows in Indonesia, four or five shows in Indonesia. Then they're going to go to Cambodia and Thailand. I'll be going with them. Wow. Um, go back to Jogja, edit it, put it out. So like one one episode per month is the goal. Okay. And then I'm going to write in between that. So, you know, the reality of the spectrum of waiting is going to, you know, go from a year to Two weeks. Mm. So, well, and that's and that seems like good. that that might allow things to be more kind of ephemeral and, and capturing moments rather than trying to make like a statement. It's like you get yeah, it can kind of give you for sure, and it also gives people a uh, like a pathway in. Yeah, right. It's 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 a lot more interactive in the sense that like oh this just happened like a month and a half ago I can go listen to this record and and you know if I'm in it's Indonesia kindly, yeah. or I'm in Korea I can go see this band now it's right. you know they're not broken up they they didn't completely change their sound so that's that's kind of the point is like let's bring this back into the the reality of what's happening okay, why don't why don't we uh, keep it timely here why don't we listen to a Dirty Finger song right now this yeah. is a uh, this is school.
as Dirty Fingers was school, and I, uh, I I have a copy of that record that I have taken out of the out of the plastic and near the record player. But I you haven't do to it yet. So. In, in fact, everybody that got a record pack from oh. the last fundraiser round is going to get that record. Nice. What an and excellent got, professional segue. <laughs> and I've got four extras that I'll uh, I'll throw in. Uh, to random donors of the fundraiser. So if you donate to my <laughs> bullshit, you might just get something really amazing and that how you didn't ask for. And how would do that, John? Tell us more. I don't know. Just wait for it. <laughs> wait for me to be like, Ugh, I need money to do this thing. <laughs> wait Pay for me to fly to fucking Argentina. Uh, help, I'm stuck here. <laughs> nah. I didn't think this through. No, I'm good. I'm good now. It's fine. <laughs> but no, seriously, like, how would people like if they want to get in on the like? It's you know, you you is can actually go still. Is that what it is? You can donate on the I've website. I donated to it. I don't. I don't fucking remember what it was. But. When when I run the Indiegogos, they're they're very uh, specific things that I want to do, uh, and they run for thirty Task days. Based. But you can donate at any time on theworldunderground.com. Worldunderground.com. Donate. Slash donate. Yeah. You can do that, but uh, so open up the pocket, there, money bags. Yeah, indeed. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. You don't need to donate. I'm good. <laughs> don't, don't ever give me any money again. I've, I feel like shitty now. Uh, <laughs> I've historically, I've felt always really bad, even in Chicago. Yeah, it's, a, it's a rough like, thing. To well, like to ask when for. I started in Chicago, I had this really shitty point and shoot camera, uh, and I was in like the Mopery. I don't know if you guys ever heard about that. It's like yep. a, a warehouse space, and Man, the videos uh, for like a two hundred dollar camera, it should not have sounded or looked as good as it did. Oh, good! And like you couldn't even That's zoom. better than the other way around. You, you couldn't even zoom when you were filming. Like you, you hit the button and then you just had to like run around and stuff. But Chicago as a community basically made this project and enabled me to do yeah, what I'm doing because they basically were like, "Yo, if you're gonna do this, like." Let us run. That was when Indiegogo and Kickstarter were first coming out. They right, were like, yeah. "Let us run you a fundraiser. Like, we'll fill it." And I was like, yeah. "Man, nobody's gonna fucking throw down on that." And and they did. So yeah. that seems was like, that was like the catalyst. You underestimated the interest there. I did. <laughs> I mean, well, but 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 it is fast, and it's and it's uh, not to interrupt, which is literally what I just did. But the thing about the the Asian punk rock scenes is like again, as I mentioned really early at the jump, like. I haven't seen any anyone else covering those scenes. Mm-hmm. It's there's not like there's a freaking scene report and like uh, whatever the modern equivalent of Punk Planet would be. You know what I mean? There's <laughs> there's some stuff out there. Uh, live Beijing music, um, Will and a couple guys. Uh, there's there's a couple documentary style sites, um, but you know not a lot of it kind of cracks out into the the grand scope of things. That's and that's what I like about the World Underground is since you're deeply embedded and injected in it part of it is like your perspective on it and i think you came out with a unique perspective that kind of makes it a valuable watch i try i mean honestly i i can't believe anybody gives a shit about what i have to say about anything <laughs> but you know here, here we are yeah here we are on a radio show it's a common theme for the show actually you, yeah. you, you'd, be, you'd be surprised who says that yeah <laughs> Even people you're like are you kidding me you mean everything Albini. You <laughs> Albini is like, eh, I don't know. My stuff's not that good. It doesn't matter. Well, I mean, I think it's it's something where the, there's a fine line, and I think nobody wants to seem like a blowhard or arrogant well, about yeah. it. But it's, it's good to have confidence in the work as well. And and like I I actually like the fact that 
it's been a while since the last episode because to me that that says like okay there's some care and attention that, that you feel like needs to be put into this so you're not just gonna throw out any old thing for like hey here's the here's the next I thing i can't do it yeah. like episode two i mean yeah it should have been out should have been out eight months ago and hey henry demos mr mark lentz from nice legs uh thank you for being so cool and not coming to murder me in China <laughs> because I've been telling him, I've been telling them this was going to come out for like two years. Um, it's like, yeah, yeah. Summer of uh, 2016 should totally be out <laughs> two years later. Um, but yeah, I'm by the way, Mark, I'm proud of you. Uh, who's the guy from the room? They got a, they got a song on the trailer and in the movie of his, Tommy his new, his new movie. Yeah. Tommy was his new movie. Oh. It's pretty awesome. Best friends or whatever. I think yeah. It's yeah, called. yeah. So yeah, nice. it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Uh, they just, they, uh, I, we met them in Korea and then they just moved to Japan, Kyoto. Right on. Who's the, who? Who is PK14 rules in the chat? By the way, <laughs> I don't know. They, they keep dropping in and out. So. Make yourself known. Yeah. Excellent, excellent work. <laughs> Report in. Well, they feature pretty heavily in the first doc. Yeah, I mean, and I have. I, I, I bought uh, one of the records. Nice. Nineteen eighty four. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Whatever one was. I'm so proud of that the band. One for there. Like, for that band to stay together for so long. How long? Especially have they been in China, like it's, twelve years. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> twelve years. Yeah. I mean. Most bands don't even stay together that long, but especially for China, I mean, those guys are busy. They're all, you know, they've got like serious jobs. Like Hai Song is sort of uh, uh, the godfather, so they say, of of the scene. Like he runs a, a record label uh, called Psychic Kong. He's got a studio. You know, he he helps the younger generation sort of rise up. And kind of, kind of figure figure things out and yeah, I mean he gives he gives advice and you know like every you need every, that person yeah every time I would go <laughs> I've been that person oh and yeah I needed that person yeah every time I would Sometimes go to to a show you know I would I would sit and I would have you know the Chinese dinner with them or whatever and I would sit and watch these kids and their their eyes would grow like three <laughs> times and they would just they would sit like a twelve year old school child next to Yang Hai Song and like. It it was just always so amazing to watch, and he, you know, he's super humble. He's like, oh, you know, whatever. But like, in the the annals of the history of Chinese rock and roll, like he's gonna be the man. He already is. But right, right. In, like, in ten years, yeah. like people are gonna be interviewing him. Like he's gonna pop up like Grohl or Albini. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every every fucking documentary. Be the Dave Frick of uh, Chinese documentaries. <laughs> And I don't know how long, like, PK-14 probably, uh, you know, this might be their last record, you know. And they already, every, only every three years, three or four years, do they tour. But when they tour, they play 50 shows. Literally, like, 50 shows in China. They'll they'll go, they'll play Harbin. You know, they played Harbin, like, three years ago. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I guess it was terrible. You know, they play, (laughs) they they go in a giant circle. They do a a whole circle around China. Like, uh, nobody else is doing that. So, it's it's pretty amazing. So, when they get the chance, they they make the most of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. That's cool. Well, there's something to be said for that. And, And it's, it's, again, it's hard to break out of the idea of, you know, the American... DIY scene and how things are here and both DIY and uh, DIY with quotation marks around it as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the idea, yeah, just even with role models and, and things, uh, 
you know, the, the whole our band could be your life like being something that uh, did we talk about this last time? I don't remember if we talked about this or not. Yo, real talk. Uh, <sighs> shit. What's what's the author? Azrod. Yeah, Michael Azrod. Okay, Michael Azrod. Uh, I'm really sorry if I'm not supposed to talk about this, but um, oh, well, here we go. I'm pretty sure. Mic up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that the last time we talked, I talked to you about Zaza from After Argument yes. and how she said in the film. I really wish that, uh, you know, that's my favorite book, and I really wish that someone would translate it into Chinese. Hmm. Uh, immediately after she said that, I tweeted Michael Azarad. I was like, yo, uh, what up? This, You should watch this clip. Um, I sent it to him by email. He actually responded and was like, holy shit. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, okay, let's see if we can do this. And for, what, three four years now we've been pushing and pushing and pushing we hit up you know the rabbit hole of people and it just it didn't work we got you know doors shut uh the president was on board at some point in time and of little brown mm. and he was on board and then he left oh, and then yeah. a, another year went by and uh a month ago i emailed him again and I was it was like literally five months later and I was like hey how's this going and he emailed me back and he said holy shit I forgot to email you this is happening what so that's awesome yeah, yeah! it's 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 actually it's actually happening and that's amazing. and the translator who I believe lives in America now uh, Zaza knows her, and oh, cool. Yang Haisong knows her. Fantastic! Wow. So yeah, cool. She said, "There is no better person." I guess she's done like some uh, like Rolling Stone and Bob Dylan oh, books, okay. and, yeah. so knows you know, like kind like, of the lexicon of, yeah. of, the, of the book. Then, so it should be really good. She said she is the perfect person to translate that. Fantastic! Nice. So yeah. Uh, Azarad, yo, sorry if uh, <laughs> if this gets back to you, or I'm not supposed to talk about it. Then, up your spot. Well. I guess it's done now. No, you just—it's fine. It's an exclusive. I mean, I—I I think it's fine. Um, but yeah, that's 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 amazing. You're that's actually first, happening. Folks. It's crazy. That's so awesome. Well, and and that's going to be something that, you know, that that alone will provide you know how many endless hours of entertainment for for folks there if people read it. You know, <laughs> God knows. It's a good book. You know, it's it's a yeah. good, it's a good it's a good conceit. It's a good. I uh, mean, I I hope that that's a thing that you know, some random kid that like, is oh, just taking around. Oh, surfers were crazy. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, I'm talking I'm talking rando kids just hunting around in bookstores who are gonna see it and be like, what, huh, what's, what's this? this? Guitar even book? even if it's like one every year, yeah. you know, that's better than nothing. It's like next to so. like a book of like Bon Jovi tabs or something. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Green Day covers and you. Yeah. So we'll see. Oh, I great. have no idea how that's going to sell or, or turn out, but you know, I don't think it matters anymore. I think eventually we, maybe they all got to the point where they're like, all right, well, we're never going to know unless we try. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. So we'll see. You'll never know until you try. That's accurate. <laughs> that's like my life story, man. Well, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Hey, We'll see. Let's, uh, let's see. I, I jumped ahead here. What do we do? Um, Lon- Lonely Leary? Is that yeah. What we were, uh, Lonely Leary. One of the most surprising bands, man. I, I saw them last year, and uh, that was um, that was a particularly uh, drunk week in Beijing. <laughs> uh, it was 
It was um, the national day, uh, like a Chinese holiday, but um, that's the one where everybody travels. It's not like Chinese New Year where literally everybody goes back to their parents' house. Mm. October is the one where you, you kind of just bail and you um, you travel for fun because China has you know more money flowing around. Uh, people travel for fun. But maybe Mars had a week-long series of parties with Dirty Fingers and Lonely Leary and High Person and Karstic Cars and uh, Lonely Leary played and it it really impressed me. But it wasn't until uh, I saw them again in Chengdu uh, last month. I went last minute to Chengdu. I left Guangzhou on a whim, uh, two-day decision, basically before the show. Uh, that was that was essentially just to catch uh, a third Dirty Fingers show. But then Lonely Leary played the next night, and it blew me away so much that I went to uh, Wuhan to see them again and then i'm not knowing that like i know where that is but i'm gonna I'm like w- yes wuhan I, that's is, where you went definitely i mean i i went to wuhan <laughs> to see dirty fingers but i got there early and then a, a friend had hit me up and he said hey uh you're in town tonight you know lonely leary is playing tonight right i actually oh, wow. i so actually <laughs> i actually had thought that i had missed the show uh i had their tour lineup but you know the whole thing was kind of a clusterfuck yeah so we got super drunk, and I actually uh, drunkenly promised them that I would take uh, uh, an hour or two train to uh, Changsha in Hunan province. Super easy to get to to see them a third time as well. <laughs> because, man, they are they are so good, and I, I really hope they stick together and, and put out a couple more records. All right. Yeah, it's great. So this is, uh, this is Lonely Leary. This is Flanure. How do you say the name of this word? I don't know. <laughs> uh, whatever <laughs> it'll, it'll, be, it'll be in the show notes figure it out <laughs> Chucky uh, and Through the Park Almost There is named this record <laughs>
All right, that was Lonely Leary with a flanure. 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 Everybody. Sorry, Lonely Leary. Rock and roll song. It was a rock and roll song. That's enough. And we're back. You're listening to Protonic Reversal. Oh. And we got John Engling. Hi. From World Underground. Hello. I'm in a basement. <laughs> uh, it's a secret underground lair, sir. Please. We're in Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're gonna say. We're in Delavan. That doesn't make sense either. <laughs> you know, uh, so confusing. On tour, I met a dude uh, playing in Wilmington, Delaware. We loaded into a venue that was literally the mouth of a clown. Oh, nice. And who's the Oof. opening band uh, was the physical embodiment of the Crypt Keeper on drums, who actually <laughs> leaned into it and had a hearse. That he like drove around nice. and he, and he really wanted to party with us as well. Oh man, uh-huh. accepted. Twelve hour drive uh, from Indianapolis to Delaware <laughs> on Chris's birthday. I might add. <laughs> in, a, in a hearse? No, no, we weren't no. in the hearse. We were oh, in the van. But then we had to load in immediately and play. Uh, but the thing that is most notably of all of these things, of all of these things I just mentioned, is I met a dude at that show. Who had never left Delaware. Whoa. And my answer wow. to that is That's bold. How is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> How's your state, bro? Your, Shit, your, your state is the size of my neighborhood. <laughs> right. How is that possible? What? Why would you why are you proud of this? I was That's weird. blown away. We ended up not partying with a crypt keeper because I wanted to figure this fucking guy out. <laughs> and like what I really want to do is sleep. I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold on. We we can we can wait. Lip. This this can hold on. I need You're to, like, I, let's fly I, to Hong Kong. Let's go. I need to crack this I got code you. here. I gotta parse this. <laughs> <laughs> and I never got a satisfactory answer. And eventually I was just like, This is Chinatown, man. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I met some kids that haven't ever left Appleton. Wisconsin. Man. That's, what? That's pretty, Who, what? That's pretty bonkers. That, I mean, wait, maybe wait. like Nina or Oshkosh or like Green Bay or whatever, just but the still, yeah. the Fox they Valley. just, they don't give a shit. What? Yeah. Yeah. They just don't care. That's so and weird. And that, that was sort of like I, I, my exit. And I was like, all right, uh, I can't do this anymore. Right. Yeah. I man, I don't get it. Like I, I get to a certain point, but come on, like. Yeah. Not leaving your town of like 50,000 people. I, I understand the, the comfort aspect of you know, having a routine and stuff, but it's, you know, it's that's just not, not for me. Yeah, that's not comfortable to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, right, right. Like, I feel remiss in my duties as a human being that I've never right. been outside the country except for the one time. And I've granted I've been in, like, every inch of, of this country practically. Right. Exception of Alaska and, and Maine. And now I've actually been to Florida. You got to get out there, man. But come to in, come tour Indonesia. By the way, uh, if anyone's listening, uh, <laughs> twist my fucking arm there already. If, <laughs> if you got uh, if you got a little extra money um, and you want to come and tour Indonesia, not only can we help you, but I will film your tour. But you got to take care of the kid. <laughs> you got to take care of the kid. Yes, take care of the kid. Yeah. <laughs> I have a five-year-old bastard child. <laughs> oh, um, that kid. Yeah. I was talking about kickbacks, but okay. <laughs> I mean, you can you can buy me uh, the local moonshine or whatever, but you know, hey. I I wanna I wanna film as much as possible, and uh, yeah, but I don't even I don't really I I can just go. I don't like I don't have a job. <laughs> yeah, I can just go. This I don't give a this shit. Is what, this is what you do. You know, I got I got four tours lined up, but yeah, that's an open invitation for anybody that tours anywhere in Asia. Um, 
you know, obviously the timing would have to make sense. Yeah. But yeah, it sounds like you got a lot of stuff going on already. Like maybe, and maybe uh, working out for 2019 or something. And if you suck, I'm gonna make up a reason to not do it. <laughs> but you know, everybody that listens to this show is Whatever. not only beautiful but very talented. Yeah. It's true. Cool. <laughs> as far as we know. <laughs> As far as we know, he says. Never underestimate underestimate the lurkers, my friend. That's right. (laughs) And that's something that's going to be interesting, kind of turning into like missives and and, and shorts as well, is is there are going to be bands that you're going to be following around that are like kind of sort of experiencing these places for the first time and on these tours. And is that something where... Like the, it, it seemed like the original vision was more like long form doc series or a scene documentation, and it it still is. It's just uh, I'm gonna work three times as hard and not have a full time job. So I'm gonna right, I'm right. gonna do the long ones and I'm gonna do the short ones in between. So it's gonna be hopefully double to triple the content. Uh, it's gonna be a monthly thing, but you know the long ones are still gonna happen, and I think that when they do, they will be better more focused and the scope is also going to expand for instance uh i met a guy panja from bandung uh the last time i went to indonesia he is looking for uh oh shit how do you say this jugung yongfu it's those are uh the comfort women from uh the old japanese soldiers that came in on Mm. the the border of timor-leste oh wow uh they are like 95 years old uh, they also, he's a, he's a tattoo guy. He spent some time in prison doing like hand tap tattoos in this old school art form. He's looking for those women who are not only those, you know, ex comfort women, but they also know, uh, one of these dying hand tap tattoo art. Forms. Oh, sure, yeah. sure, sure. And yeah. you know, when I visited him, like he was on board to find them. He's like, I'm going to go look for them. And I was like, well, shit, dude, like. If you want to wait a little while, like I'll come with you. Yeah, and that's I, a f- hell of a freaking hook. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I came. You don't have to give a damn about punk rock anything to be like, that's a hell of a hook there. But give this kid everything he wants. Yeah, he's he's amazing. He's super nice. Um, but yeah, when I got in, he's like, shit, man, I've been busy, so like I haven't been able to do it. I'm like, perfect. Well, like let's go now. You know. Yeah. yeah whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. I'll even you know help you fund it. Like whatever. Let's just let's just go. Like we can we can look. Uh, but I honestly, I don't know what that entails. So sure. uh, we would basically just be leaving and I would have my camera rolling in it, you know, it might be a mess. It might be fucking spectacular. Yeah. Just kind of, uh, kind of along knows. for the ride on that one. But that's, you know, that, that doesn't have a lot to do with music, but man, well, that's, no, but that's, that, that's underground as shit. <laughs> right. right <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's something that, so one of the things that, and we were talking I think we were t- was it the beginning of the show or off mic? I don't remember. But like about documentaries and like how you hadn't seen a documentary in like three years or whatever. Yeah, that was the that, that was yeah. That yeah, was. And, uh, I don't remember. I don't even remember anymore. Sorry to those. <laughs> I don't remember people we've had on the show. It's been too many. We've been doing this too long. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. You should have me on the show. I was on the show. Oh shit! You should have me on again. <laughs> this is what I'm here for. It's to remind you. That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what he's not drinking, folks. Hey. But the idea. Uh, of just finding like an interesting like pathway or avenue in that I feel like, especially the first, the first episode of this, uh, I, I feel like this the avenue in like you don't necessarily have to care about the music to be like wow what yeah that's interesting what is up with with this yeah like what are the what are these kids up to what is 
what does this look like? I don't know. That's interesting. Like it'd be interesting for people that like have any interest in arts yeah. mm-hmm. of and, any kind yeah. rather than just like, hey, I think Black Flag's super cool and I've seen right. every documentary that Thurston Moore's talked in, all <laughs> 752 of Jeez. them. Yep. Yeah, that was... That Thurston was Moore coming of, up next week, by the way. Hey. <laughs> that was sort of the, the, the point from the beginning, too. It's like I uh, historically... I mean, I'm a movie nerd, you know? And I... Uh, fuck, I can't believe Anthony Bourdain is dead. What the fuck? <sighs> We were just talking about that last night, actually. I love that man. And, you know, uh, as, uh, I honestly, like, if I could be 10% as good as him, uh, that would be amazing. And honestly, when the, the short films come out, they're going to air on the time and date that his show aired. So what? Sunday night at 8 p.m. or something? Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah, gonna, that's that's uh, a that's a thing I'm gonna do. I didn't ever tell anybody that, but in honor of him, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's like a, that's a good nerdy homage. If I could be ten percent as good as him, that would be because uh, that's a dude that like stretch. He like cracked the code of like the stuff that he loved doing, and was good at, and managed to make a living at it. And like zero point zero productions is is so on point, and you know he he just nailed the voiceover. He nailed the mix of it wasn't just a food show. Right, like, no, like no, he a, taught yeah. you shit. Using, like used that even, framework to do even the no reservations wrong. was good, but yeah. uh, you know uh, parts unknown like that was some next level shit. Because you're using like yeah, so the avenue in is 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 food, sure, but like it it's almost like you don't need to care about food to enjoy. No, you the don't. Show. I enjoy this show. That's what I'm right. Yeah, I honestly fucking hate most of those food shows. I can't stand it. I'm yeah, like, no, I'm like terrible. Whatever. But those, but all his shows, I was like, this is just him being him and like yeah. doing cool stuff, culture and, stuff. Yeah. And they were that team. You know, that's 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 amazing. I I I'm super open to working with people as well. But I have a problem with that. Not myself, but in the sense that like not everybody can just quit their job for yeah. like. A month or two, right. and bail and go do a thing. So, like, punk rock lifers are not usually making money on, on punk yeah. rock. <laughs> if, if you're if you're a film nerd and you're listening to this, you know, if you want to come with me, like, I've always been open to it, but you know, it's just nobody can do it. Right. And yeah, when yeah. I when I go do stuff, like, I I kind of go all in. Like historically, I think the reason I stayed in debt so long is that I I would quit my job and then I'd go. You know, because I had never done this before, and and even the second and third time, like I always went like way, way, way over budget. So I would just yeah. like any credit card debt that I had made off, just immediately went back in, and then yeah. I'd try to reassimilate, and you know, it would take like three, four weeks to get a job, a month to get paid. So <sighs> like, I was just constantly fucked, and that was that was the reason why I've kind of, but I. I've been. I had been a little too true, my friend. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I had been quiet in China, honestly, but I I really tried to still do stuff. You know, I went to uh, uh, Beijing a couple times. I went on tour with PK14. I went to Chengdu. I wrote an article about uh, Kristen from uh, Kai Weiss. She runs a, a thing called Kai Weiss. She's amazing and like an integral part of Chengdu in Sichuan Province. She runs a venue called New Space. Uh, she had a festival, and, and honestly, new, like is this is a new thing? Not it thing? it was new. Yeah, there okay. was only I think there was only two of them, but uh, she has a a venue there. But they, she invited me to a festival, and I went because it was again October, where 
Usually everybody leaves, but she was planning this thing for a long time. And I get there and it's like, I shit you not, a spitting image of a Chicago street festival. Oh, uh, like no kidding. One okay. street closed down, yeah. you know, shit on both sides of yep. the sidewalk, one stage at the end. And like, I was freaking out. I showed up. I'm like, are you fucking serious right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. She was like, what, what, what? Is it bad? I'm like, dude. It's exactly like a Chicago street fest, like the you know the five dollar donation ones or whatever, like yeah, Do yeah. Division, Wicker Park Fest, yeah, yeah. and everything else. But yeah, it was it was amazing, like super super cool. <laughs> that's awesome. But that's great, yeah, man. I I tried to I tried to get out as much as I could. Um, yeah, it was yeah. it was kind of hard, but you know, lots Especially of Chinese in the winter right here. Yeah, lots well. of Chinese holidays. Well, here so. you go. Yeah. <laughs> but I know it's like, like speaking of like the general overall cultural thing like like that's kind of another aspect of your your being over there that I've really enjoyed is like your food posts and like how you just kind of like, run into <laughs> you know these random not restaurants me Josh Josh enjoyed it no kidding <laughs> <laughs> I did Josh does Josh likes food I actually walk back to the mic to make that <laughs> hilarious in quotation marks <laughs> that, but I, I feel mean, pretty good about it because it's a callback right. so go ahead that too I mean you know that that's Your part of it even fine, though by the, way. <laughs> uh, the thing is like i know i know my audience you know the people that historically have donated to this fundraiser y- any fundraiser ever you're yeah. talking about max maybe 100 people sure so we're all friends on facebook uh i try like when i travel for not only the world underground but just travel in general i try to post every single day yeah. like not only does that allow me to remember everything that I've done, like it's, uh, God, I can't remember how many nights I've been like nearly blackout drunk, like going back to the hotel, like writing a fucking Facebook post <laughs> and then expecting to wake up and like, you know, have it just be like five Z's in a row. <laughs> and then like, blah, 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 blah. but it's it, cool. You know, awesome. Like nice, everything. See you later. Uh, Nine times out of ten, everything's spelled correctly, and it's actually like pretty succinct and, yeah. and well written. Uh, but yeah, that that it just really comes off as excited. I think that that really allows me to kind of uh, do the whirlwind tour style thing, and then yeah, at yeah, the no, end of it, yeah, absolutely. At the end of it, I can go back and just basically copy and paste every single Facebook and Instagram yeah. and Twitter post that I've made, and then that's you know probably. 20,000 words. There's a book right there. <laughs> that's 20,000. That's 20,000 <laughs> words and then uh, I can kind of rewrite it, but the details are there and that's right. yeah, you know, yeah. That's the meat of it. So, yeah. yeah. So I try to do that and then I don't know, the food posts and the exploratory aspect of just like being embedded where I am, you know, that's that's just bonus shit cuz I'm a nerd. <laughs> you know. Well, sure, and there's yeah. other there's other people that, you know, and we often talk on this show about things that are explicitly made for the people that they're made for and not necessarily with, with a thought towards greater popularity, but like servicing that culture and, and that those like subsects of, of culture to give them at the level of detail that they deserve in a way that wouldn't be given otherwise. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've always been really kind of, leery of a lot of aspects of things but i don't know i uh, i'm kind of 
dense as hell, too. <laughs> so, like, you know, a lot of things just kind of whoosh right by me. And I'm like, shit. Like, but, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I have to be uh, cognizant of the fact that, like, I'm never going to be Bourdain. I don't know right, anything right. about politics. You know, I, I have to go off what I'm fed. And um, I don't know. I, I, I'm really excited for uh, my embedding into Indonesia because Indonesia is a whole different ball game. Right. I mean, yeah, things yeah. are things are different. Like uh you like queued what's, up what, what's what's like the major the major differences you you queued up this girl gang band. Yeah, yeah that's um, what we're going to listen to next. So for instance, like uh the first time I ever saw a girl gang uh Bandung, the city near Jakarta, there's a spot called Spesial. It is a gigantic warehouse space okay it reminded me of like half the shows i ever saw in chicago uh-huh. and like all the best diy shows mm-hmm. um that is the type of thing you would think china would be all over but they just don't do it it's you know only bars huh um hmm. interesting okay especially considering the fact that china has so much like warehouse district that's yeah. been rebuilt but you know this place in Bandung. I think it's still a venue. It's it's like spectacular and it's perfect. And uh, I saw Seahorse, who um, I had filmed many many years ago, and Girl Gang, and you know Indonesia's shows have like six, seven, eight, nine bands per show. <laughs> so. You know, it can be tough. That sounds exhausting. <laughs> but they, you know, a lot of times it's the only. <laughs> but I mean, if, but if people are into it, hey, if that's your thing, cool. Well, yeah, in the awesome. in in like the east in Surabaya, uh, this is white there'll be talking, there'll be like the a there'll be like a twelve <laughs> in, in Surabaya. Privilege. In Surabaya, there'll be like a twelve band show, uh, like a festival, and okay, they'll play okay. they'll sure. play like three or four songs. Okay. And that's it. Sure, sure. And like, wow. and like, okay. the first song is marred by like sound issues. The second song is marred by equipment issues. <laughs> and then they play two songs, and then they're done. And it's like, Jesus Christ! Like, as a documentarian, I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> but that that annoyed the shit out of me, honestly. But I, you know, honestly, I I think that's getting uh, a little bit less along the way. Right. Like uh, the spatial show, Jog Jakarta. Um, Central Java, they n- I don't think ever did that. I mean, I'm sure there w- there were some instances that I didn't yeah. see, but in the four months that I was in Indonesia the first time, Jogja their shows were you know three, four, five bands, uh, twenty, twenty five minute sets, normal, okay. normal shit. Um, but yeah, I saw Girl Gang in in Bandung, and then, god damn, I think I've seen them like five, uh, six or seven times now. Um, they are very different. There is no real kind of. They're on a, a record label called Colibri Records, which, you know, a lot of their bands, uh, their kind of focus is on one sound. But Girl Gang is is quite different. Indonesia is punk as fuck. It's very hardcore dominated. It's okay. very uh, grindcore and metal and noise. You know, lots of like male aggressiveness a big sexual assault problem Ooh. which i won't get into now but uh yeah this band is sort of uh quite different but when i got into jogja uh one of the shows i get there and it's like it's like a park it's like a it's a it's a cafe but you know yeah. there's this wide open space you could probably fit 
750 people out there if you really wanted to. And they had a, a giant, like, <laughs> bunch of lights taped together. Uh, and people circled around that. And the, the band sort of made a, a circle. Like, the drums were on one side. And then okay. they circled around the light. Uh, and the PA was wheeled in. They, they had rented it. And they wheeled it in on this, like, shitty flatbed truck. <laughs> so I roll in. And I hear, like, John, John. So I go over, <laughs> and it's dudes at the PA. I had a, a a bottle of whiskey, and they started, you know, yeah, drinking. Character for you. We started drinking that. We started drinking backpack beers. We all just kind of <laughs> sat on this. We sat on this flatbed truck. I was truck. Like alcohol that has its, its point of origin for what was carried therein to to be as part of the uh, yeah. part of the title. Absolutely. That that, that kind of adds to the adventure element. <laughs> we were sitting on a flatbed truck. It reminded me of like a fucking seventies like biker hangout. It was just like chilling on a flatbed truck with a PA on it, yeah. like smoking. 50 cigarettes like on the back 40 of somebody's farm almost yeah and then like some guy would come with like some local alcohol and like a clear plastic bottle i'd be like drink this and he'd open it and you'd smell it from like five feet away (laughs) it's it's made from a local vine oh no seriously there's like they they make their own booze there like no uh, i don't doubt it out of fruit and uh there's probably cheaper there's three or four different versions of it like arak and uh yeah it's it's pretty the the Chiu one is the one that you got to be careful of. It's like super gnarly, kind of like the Baijiu of China. Like if you drink too much of, depending on what region you're in, you you might go blind. <laughs> so yeah. drink with care. Just, yeah. just take it easy. But yeah, they they played that and man, it it, it uh, I posted a photo of that. If you uh, if you're on the things and you just scroll back, it's it's the photo of a band outside. But that that's girl gang. So speaking of Girl Gang, let's listen to uh, Bathroom by uh, Girl Gang. And that's three R's, y'all. <laughs> it's off the record. Stop This Madness is an Archie S cartoon. Can't miss it. Uh, goes a little something like this.
that's a that's a that's a very dreamy little ditty by uh, Girl Gang. It's oh, a bathroom. So I'll stop this madness. You can find that on your local band camp. Girl Gang. Three R's, y'all. Three R's. That was fucking fantastic. Yeah, very. Uh, you were seeing Camera Obscura on the, oh, yeah, like uh, the really early Camera Obscura stuff. Girl Gang. Um, Girl I Gang. Reminded you me see too how of, like, much they love you. Some of the. Uh, like Slumberland, little Slumberland records, a little Northeastern. Slumberland, yeah, a little um, yep, kind of stuff. Scottish. Kind of that Islander set sort of vibe. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I guess they're finishing oh, up an EP now, like nice. right now. Like I asked when their next show was, and they said, oh, uh, it's in August because we're finishing our EP. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna film the next the next few shows that they have, and they'll be uh, they'll be in the next thing. Excellent. What are you not filming? That's maybe the better question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've actually fuck. I have I've put the camera down aside from uh, the PK14. Yeah, tour. Like you put the camera down since I talked to you last time. But <laughs> I hear aside from the PK14 tour, Except for fucking around that Bitcoin. Yeah, indeed. We won't talk about that. <laughs> aside from the PK14 tour, I pretty much uh, I haven't filmed a whole lot. Um, but yeah, I went extra hard in China. Actually, I I thought I was gonna die. Like Dirty Fingers, the last the last Chinese tour date, that was probably the worst hangover I've I've had in ten years. <laughs> well, like, well, once I, you mentioned when we went to the break, you were talking about like, yeah, you got to make sure about the alcohol in some areas because it might make you blind. Yeah, but China, <laughs> you know, <laughs> China, China has a lot of fake alcohol, but you're just gonna you know feel super shitty. It's not like okay. Uh, okay. it's not like brewed in like a bathtub or something. It's, it's only one sixteenth turpentine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure, there's a little <laughs> bit of cleaning formula right in there out. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but man, Chinese kids, god damn, they they go hard. And Dirty Fingers, you know, that that next morning, like I thought I was gonna die in the airport. <laughs> like I was standing in line, just like, <sighs> oh man, trying to just keep just it together. Yeah. It's like, can you please just let me on this flight? I swear to God, like I'll. You know, do whatever you want. Just, <laughs> just let me, t- just let me get on there. Like I, uh, I think I got an hour and a half of sleep, Ooh. and yeah, I, I don't remember going back to the hotel. Uh, I woke up and I, I like kind of panic messaged the drummer, like, "What the fuck did we do? <laughs> Am I, do I have like a Chinese warrant out for my arrest?" And, <laughs> And you know he didn't respond for like a whole day, and he he got that's back. awesome. Yeah, keep me in suspense yeah. on that. <laughs> yeah, he got back and he got back and like responded quickly. He got back into Shanghai. He's like, hey yo, John, uh, uh, I'm here. Uh, my phone died. I didn't have Wi-Fi. I'm watching the World Cup. Fuck this shit. Brazil is playing. Bye. <laughs> like we'll talk about this shit tomorrow. Great, Amazing. whatever. Yeah, great. And I'm like, oh, so I didn't kill any cops. Yeah. Cool. I'm gonna like, assume no death or major dismemberment happened. Based upon your response, yeah. I mean, as long as, as long as I don't wake up with like a gunshot wound, then I'm good. Yeah. Call, yeah. call it a win and walk away, right? <laughs> but yeah, it was it was pretty good. Uh, Indonesia, you know, they they do drink a lot. You know, the the kids say like, "Oh, I'm a I'm a bad Muslim" in quotation marks, and then you know they they drink a bunch. And I don't know if you saw my my tweet about the hijab hipster punk rock girls. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so, that was that was a surprise. To hear about like uh, 
girls in the front of shows like wearing hijab but yeah. then going and like smoking and drinking in like the back or whatever Whoa. it's like they're they're wearing it for like the instagram followers or whatever <laughs> it's like i got wow. a bunch of replies no, like it, yeah it, you're gonna you're gonna see that a lot here i'm like really Holy yeah that's crazy it, when, when when explained it made sense to me but it was one of those things where like oh wow but that's almost yeah. like that's it's almost like uh, like the residence album Eskimo. Bear with me here. <laughs> wow. Where, where, where the Eskimo they, they, they're they're like have their like chance of their people, and then like as as it goes on, as as time moves on, and, and white culture moves in, then like they start chanting like commercials and stuff and jingles and things yeah. along those lines. Hell it's yeah. Sort of like what Coke. Oh yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, wow, man. I don't get to reference the residence that often, That's so I feel pretty re- good about that. The residence. Residence in Negative Land really fucked me up as a kid. I was like smoking a lot of weed during that time, so I'm like, oh yeah. man. So like, were they? Negati- don't like, worry. like Negative Land. <laughs> negative Land in particular. Like that was when my brother actually got me into like Paper Chase and Brainiac uh, yeah. and yeah. stuff. And yeah, that things were different after that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember yeah. him specifically saying like, "Oh, you're." I think it was like young knives heal quickly. I tried oh, to yeah. like steal it from him, and I the, the bodies. Uh, that the was knives, like the the shitty weed days of Wisconsin. It's hide the you kitchen know. knives and young bodies always heal quickly. But yeah, would have been young bodies, but young yeah. bodies heal quickly. You know, but there he, is hide the he, kitchen he, knives as well. So there's right. knives involved. It's just a different record. He he told me I remember him saying like, "Oh, you're not ready for that," and I was like, "Fuck you, man!" And I like <laughs> grabbed that, and I like it was winter. It was a snowstorm, and I I was. Uh, Smoking a joint, listening to it, just like losing my mind. And then I got pulled over by the cops, and I was like, well, well, it's over. Like, I had finished smoking a joint like three minutes beforehand. I was like, well, it's over. This is it. And he comes up, and I roll the window down, and he goes, your taillight's out. Get it fixed, okay? (laughs) Goodbye. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. (laughs) It was, you know. God damn. I can't believe like Wow. I can't believe that's just like an American problem. By the way, the police in China not do by the not way. pull you over. Like they, like they just exist. Like you see them and they're a thing, but like you don't get pulled over in China. That's uh, not that's not a real thing. Good to know. Maybe like a, a traffic stop or, you know, whatever, and if you fuck up and don't have the thing, you'll throw them like ten bucks or whatever and then you're good. Uh you might get pulled over for speeding, but again you can go to the D M V and throw down like the equivalent of like twenty dollars usd and, and you sorted. get you get all the points taken off of your license like a guy comes wow. in to the dmv in 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 uh, care of you and throws the you know guy he knows the money and they just wipe the points man oh man Damn, man it's fucked up <laughs> so i'm gonna do my least favorite part of protonic reversal and, and do a self-referential callback but you talked about paper chase john congolin former guest of the show had him on New Year's Day. New Year's Day. Mm. Back when this was a morning show. <laughs> I might add. Right. So we can do we can do the math here. Uh-huh. Right? I don't need to spell uh-huh. this out for folks. Uh, but I was very excited to have him on. Uh, you know, ultimately good appearance. But this was when he was up for a Grammy for the uh, the, the Saint Vincent record. It was Saint Vincent, yeah. yeah. Which he eventually, uh, it was uh, the, the it was the big competition was the Jack White record, yep. and I was I was like, "Congo, do you want me to want me to kneecap him?" But he won. You want right? me to like? That's what I'm going at. Like I was like, "You want me to kneecap him? I'll do it. Okay, <laughs> I'll do it, man. I don't care." And, and Take he, him up. he fucking won. He yeah. won. And I'm not saying I kneecap Jack White. I don't, I don't think you did. He's been walking around. I don't, I don't think fine. I need to say that. But, uh, 
I bet just, he was salty as fuck. But like Congleton oh, being sure. being uh, as and he you know was like oh, whatever man it doesn't matter and it's like him being him being him it was something like no you sh- you you uh, I've heard the record yeah uh, it should be you yeah <laughs> I remember nerding out so hard during paper shoe shows like uh, that was one of my favorite bands and yeah. um, yeah. wait wasn't one of your members like a keyboard player for or our, our label mate the 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 hi fi no. Sean Kirkpatrick, Kirkpatrick Sean. and Nervous Kirkpatrick. Yeah, Sean yeah. Kirkpatrick, was, Kirkpatrick in was in Paper Chase. Yeah, he yeah. was in Paper Chase. Yeah, for sure. Right. And so he was label mates with both of our bands. Yeah. But nice. to my knowledge, he was never in Hi-Fi. No. no we played, pl- played plenty of shows <laughs> oh, together. As he wasn't we in Hi-Fi. Ah, ah, but oh. you know what? He is on two different Kona Neutron and the Secret Friends songs. Ah. And one he, of which hasn't okay. come out yet. I could have sworn <laughs> he was in If I Had a Hi-Fi too. No, he mixed one of our records. Okay. Congolid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kirkpatrick, no, just like buddies. Where it is playing a bunch together. Okay. I mean, we... Wait, was he like your tour uh, manager or something? No. Former guest of the show, too. Sean Kirkpatrick. What the fuck? No. Kirkpatrick. Where am I drawing that line Kirk from? Patrick. I'm not sure. Maybe just know. Milwaukee in general. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Except I'm he lives so, in I, Texas. But, I'm just, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm so proud of... <laughs> I get it. You live in China now. In, in Indonesia. You don't care about any of this stuff. He was at the... He must have been at the barbecue or something. I'm not well, sure. I mean, well, we play, I mean, well, we would play with the, with the Paper Chase and, you know, in Oshkosh back in the day. Right. So it might be something like that. What was that basement rep? Tile Palace? No, that's a that's a regular bar. What was what in was Oscar. the basement? I don't remember what the basement was. I saw the paper chase in a basement, and we got super fucking high, and uh, <laughs> I just leaned against a post and like kind of just like yeah. freaked out the entire time. It yeah. was like uh, I think pretty sure that was the Young Bodies heel quickly. Tour. No, it was a little later. Was it? It was a little later. But, but they still had the yeah they still had their first. What was that basement the called? Th- I don't remember what it was called. The main thing I remember was that. There was a street sign, like a like a like yeah. a square street sign, yeah, yeah, and Congleton yeah. was like stomping <laughs> yeah. on it for percussion. Of course. <laughs> All right, so this band's called Hedgehog. Is that right? Is that, is that yeah? This at? is Hedgehog. This is uh, uh, a band that was <laughs> that was a real subtle segue, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah great guys. Can anyway, clear us out of that, please. Thank you. That was a dead end. Don't worry about it. This band was also in in episode one. They have been a band for over ten yeah. years. Yeah, I was and gonna this say they, their they, they brand new. Yeah, wait, which one was this? This was um, I can't. This is their brand new record that just came out. Oh yeah, this yeah, is, yeah, yeah. I, I had this actually, yeah, yeah. I had never seen this band live until last month i saw them uh in beijing and i bothered uh atom the pint size firecracker of a drummer who's like seriously up to like my stomach but she is one (laughs) of the best drummers i've ever seen and she actually sings this song but i asked her like, yo, I know you're not playing any shows. Are you going to practice? Every time I had been to Beijing. You talking about practice? Five years. <laughs> five years of going to Beijing. And every time they would play, it would always be like three or four days after or before <sighs> I would go. So I God had I had uh, already planned the Dirty Fingers tour. Uh, and then Hedgehog hit me up and said, yo, we are playing. We're finally touring. We have a new record coming out. And I was like, all right, I'm in for at least three of these shows. And Atom sings this song. All right. She raps. Here we go. (laughs) Hedgehog, here it comes.
死上银丹，江西东北三省北疆人民来把那些矿山移。改做一座哈尼布朗，建造足牙总统少数民族代表队的总部皮。马多里、萨多里、破水拉手跳竹杠，我一起游戏都要多欢喜。All right, that's a hedgehog with a uh, oh, Ming Bala Nashi. <laughs> Thank Ming you. Ming Bala Nashi. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, Atom. And that's uh, and then their uh, band you can you can find on the on the Bandcamp. That's uh, just look up Hedgehog Rock. Hedgehogrock.bandcamp.com. They're also on the uh, maybe Mars Bandcamp oh, as yeah. well mm. as. Uh, you can get like everything they've ever done for. Shit, uh, what's the other one? I can't <laughs> like remember the other. Six hundred dollars or something. This, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Buy their whole discography sure. for six hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, something like that, right? Go for it. Pull the trigger. Go ahead. <laughs> Modern Sky is another one. They they had some records on Modern Sky. Uh, they're uh, bigger bigger than maybe Mars, but um, yeah. All right. Maybe Mars has a new label called maybe noise focusing on experimental oh, stuff i see what they did there mm. there's there's a lot of good uh new stuff coming out from china as always as always and it's been great having you john uh, john yingling thank you sir world underground uh i love you so good likewise. to be here. the world underground.com yes the world underground.com i could just look it up but the computer's doing something else right now so <laughs> let's go eat hot dogs <laughs> 
And Ooh, uh, Chicago Cheddarwurst. World Underground. Lots of ketchup. Minus some vowels on Twitter, yeah. which I didn't realize until recently. Yep. <laughs> but you want to talk to this guy. He has more. Uh, I'm, I'm pointing to Josh, listeners. Uh, he, he has more Twitter followers than I do. So I guess so Instagram do. is T H E E World Underground. Yeah, I figured that out like 20 minutes after I posted. I, I mean, you could just go to the website and dig around because there's still uh, three years of reading to do, and um, I'm I, uh, I, links. I'm hoping to have a uh, hundred live recordings up this year. I've got like 58 now, so I got some work to do on that. But yeah, should be great. Very good. Well, always, always. Ex- it's great to have you back. It's, uh, I'm so happy, and you're ending the show with shellac as you always do. I think, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's always, it's always the song. And in, I'm trying to think. You might be the longest gap between the really? returning period. I think. Wow. Far. So far. Yeah, so far. Yeah. <laughs> Can we Let's talk? Let's not my ability to blow people off. <laughs> Can we talk about how ridiculous it is that Albini replied to my fundraiser? When I when I saw that he had replied on the EA forums, I was like, oh shit, he's gonna hate me. And then he replied like very encouraging. He replied like, Well, this has always been spectacular, and if anybody can pull this off, it's you. I was just like, Okay, yeah, Steve okay. Albini. <laughs> yeah, you know. Thanks. I love you. <laughs> and we love you too here at Conan Neutron's Protonic Reversal. Uh, Cheers, ra- brother. Cheers to you, John. Uh, RadioNeutron.com for the archives. The show happens every Thursday. p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, 5 p.m. Pacific. No idea what it is in Indonesia. Sorry. Minus 12. Tuesday. <laughs> I was going to say. Time travel. <laughs> yeah. 2, 2 a.m. Tuesday, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 2 a.m. last Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, the world on the ground.com. All the social media stuff, he's on it. Go get it. You know. Can you hear me now? Google that shit. <laughs> GTS. Coming up next to the live listeners, Dark music on, music off. Something. <laughs> Got my radio on. Check you later. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? to my top 10. I'd like to thank our sponsor.
haven't got a sponsor. Not if you were the last man on earth. She was prepared to prove it. This one goes out to a special girl. This is a real goddamn! 